This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. The Shadow began in 1930 as the host narrator of a radio drama anthology series introducing stories adapted from the Street and Smith pulp magazine, Detective Story Magazine. Announcer Frank Reddick buried himself in the role, chilling the airwaves with his haunting laughter. Intrigued, magazine buyers began asking for that Shadow magazine. Not once to pass up a profit opportunity, Street and Smith commissioned magician-turned-writer Walter Gibson to create the first story for their new magazine starring and named for the mysterious Shadow. It was hugely influential in the creation of other pulp heroes. This popularity led to a Shadow's radio series in 1937, initially starring Orson Welles. The stories were greatly altered to fit the format of a half-hour radio drama. Well, let's go and visit with that man who could actually become invisible by clouding men's minds. moment the shadow starts his thrilling adventure. But first, a word about this invisible enemy of the underworld. The shadow, the serious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the shadow, he is the mortal enemy of all those who would work evil upon their fellow men. Cranston is gifted with the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. This hypnotic power is the result of years of research in the mystical orient. The shadow does not bear a charmed life, yet he defies death in all its forms to aid mankind. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the shadow belongs. Today's story, Ghost Town. Well, there it is, Miss Lane. It's Cranston. Right there below it. That's the famous old gold mine in town of Bad Creek. Well, it certainly looks authentic, guys. See, Lamont, it's just like the movies. Yes, Mother. That howling coyote probably wrecked the Wonder Dog. Uh, we better be traveling down the hill if you want to visit the town before dark. Here, give you a boy. Come on. Come on. Well, guide, I understand that there's quite a story to be told about Bad Creek. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Toward the end of the last century, Bad Creek was the rip-roaringest mine in town west of the Mississippi. Man and boy, there ain't never been another place like it. Easy, boy. Say, is the path this narrow all the way down the cliff? Yeah, pretty near. 
What a sheer drop. But if you just keep your horse close up to the side, ma'am, there ain't no danger of falling much. That's encouraging. Yeah. I reckon the thing Bad Trick's best known for is the time Elvaris, the Mexican bandit, shot his aunt Paul's sweetheart, Carmen Cedar. They read a song about that. Oh, yes, I know the song. It's almost as famous as Frankie and Johnny in American folklore. Yeah. Well, we better be getting down faster. It'll be dark soon. Oh, boy! Oh, 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 oh. Easy. Oh, sorry, partner. I didn't mean to bump you. My horse just swerved there. Well, Mont, you almost went over the side of the cliff. Oh, don't be alarmed, ma'am. Man and boy, I ain't never seen no one go off here yet. Well, man and boy, there's always a first time. Yeah. Come on, come on. Is there anyone living in Bad Creek now? No, sir. Bad Creek's a ghost town. Ain't been a soul lived there for over 45 years. Except, of course, old Pop Evans. Who's Pop Evans? He's an old crackpot who run a hotel when Bad Creek was really operating. Then when the gold gave out and the miners deserted the town, Pop just hung on. Man and boy's been there ever since. Waiting for the town to be revived? Yeah, something like that. He's a bit pet now. Thinks his hotel is still thriving like it used to. <laughs> well, here we are in the town. Oh, boy. Oh. So this is ghost town. Gosh, look at those buildings, Lamont. They're almost falling to pieces. Yes. The deserted streets. So quiet. Yeah, we'll just take a quick run down the main street, folks, and get up to the hills again. Oh, no. Let's really stay and explore the place. Well, of course. Give us a chance to look around. Oh, no, no. You can't stay here. No, sir. Well, why not? Partner, when I told you Bad Creek was a ghost town, I didn't just mean it was a deserted village. It's really a town of ghosts. What? Well, what do you mean? I mean that the ghosts of them who lived in Bad Creek when it was a gold mine and camp have been seen here at night reliving their days of glory. There's been shootings and even dead bodies that weren't so pretty to look at that have been found in these lonely streets. And that's all right, guys. You can't scare us. I can think of nothing more enjoyable than spending an evening with the bandit Alvarez and his sweetheart Carmen Cedar. Yeah, there's been others who said the same things you're saying, ma'am. They spent a night here, too. The next day they was found raving mad or dead. Why, if you'd seen them folks like I'd seen them, their eyes popping, their faces all twisted like with fear, and them that we found alive wasn't like humans at all. You wouldn't believe it unless you'd seen it. Well, how do you feel about staying now, Margot? Lamont, are you afraid to face the ghosts? Well, I was thinking of you. Well, if you're thinking of me, you'll agree to stay. Then it's settled. We stay. And you're staying alone, partner. I'll go up to the hills. Well, where is this Pop Evans Hotel? That's down the street a ways, ma'am. You'll see a sign. But look here, ma'am. Won't you change your mind? Man and boy, I've... Man and boy, I've never met a ghost, and I'm not passing up the opportunity. <laughs> well, there's your answer, guy. All right. I'll be back here in the morning. I must say that I'm expecting to find that both of you will have met up with the same fate as them others who dared to face the ghosts of Bad Creek. Well, this must be the place, Margot. Oh, fella. Can you read that sign? What there is left of it. Evans Imperial Waldorf Grand Hotel. I wonder why I left out the wrist. <laughs> we'll tie the horses to the hitching post. All right. Yeah. All right. Down you come. Uh, thanks. Come on. 
even gotten dark quickly. Not uh, changing your mind about staying here, Margot? No, of course not. Well, then, shall we enter the Imperial Waldorf Grand Hotel? Definitely. My lorgnette, if you please. We're fresh out of lorgnettes, but I can give you my extra flashlight. It might be more useful. I wish one of the ghosts would fight in that coyote. Might as well get used to it. Right, watch these steps. Oh. Boards are all caved in. Just imagine now what the rooms are like. Yeah. Well, here's the door. You first, madame. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, Margot. I neglected to notice that there were no hinges. I don't see how any self-respecting ghost could live in a place like this. Well, you know how ghosts are. Come on, let's go inside. Well, I guess this is a... I mean, I guess this is a lobby. Yeah. From the looks of things, we're the first guests to arrive since the gold miners left. Look at the pictures on the wall. They're so covered with dust, you can't even see them. Mm-hmm. Come on. Hmm? What are those shadows? Those shadows moving on the wall. <laughs> those are bats, my dear. Mm. Nice, playful bats. We're attracted by our flashlight. I wish that coyote would howl again. He sounded so friendly compared to this. <laughs> not uh, frightened, are you, Margot? Frightened? No. Of course not. Why, I... Lamont! Someone over there standing in the corner. Where? Right there by the desk. Margot! Do you know what that is? No. That is one of the last survivors of a vanishing race. A cigar store Indian. <laughs> a cigar store Indian? Yes, yeah, tomahawk and all. Well, I... Well, you can't blame me for being... Well, <laughs> you know, I've never met a cigar store Indian before. Well, I'll see if I can arrange a formal introduction. Well, Big Chief Snaggletooth. Come on. Huh. If that's another cigar store Indian coming down those stairs, it's the first one I've ever seen that walked. It's an old man. But that must be Pop Evans. He's such an old man. Long, white hair, and wrinkled wrinkles. Good evening, partners. Good evening. Good, Good evening. Welcome to the hotel. Thank you. You wish rooms, I presume? Yes, yes, we do. Step over the desk, please. Thank you. Watch out for that hole there in the floor. I've been telling the porter to fix it up, but he's just forgetful, I guess. Just forgetful. Watch your step, Mom. Don't worry. Uh, here we are. Well, dust on the register. I'll have to speak to that clerk. He's getting careless, too. That's the way it is in the hotel business, you know. you got to watch him all the time. Blow this dust off. <coughs> Excuse me. More dust than I thought. I'll spin the register around and let you sign in. He needs oil. Sign right below that last name, please. Look, Lamont. That last registration was in 1895. Forty-five years ago. Yes, well, you see, ma'am, business has been kind of slacking off lately. Yes, I would say you've been experiencing a lull. There seems to be a slight difficulty here, Mr. Evans. Uh, no ink in the well. And thanks... There's no point in the pen, either. No? That's funny. I told that bellboy to always keep them pens in shape. Careless. Careless are all careless. Here, use my pen, Lamont. Thank you. We'd uh, like our rooms to be on the same floor, please. Same floor? Oh, let me see. Yes, yes, I think I can accommodate you. You just come this way, please. All right. Oh, uh, Mr. Evans, I... I understand that there are ghosts to be seen here in Van Creek. 
Oh, yes, yes. Elvarez, Carmen Sita, all the old-timers. They're very good friends of mine. Uh, up these stairs, please. You seriously believe that their spirits are still around, Mr. Evans? Believe? Why, ma'am, I've been seeing them for years. But I wouldn't be too curious about them if I was you. They ain't fond of strangers. No, sir, not one bit. Now, this here room can be for you, ma'am. In your room, sir. It's just down the hall. Oh. Well, is it all right to go in? I mean, has the room got a floor? Eh? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Go right in. We can open our packs. Have our supper in your room, Margo, if you don't mind. Mind? If you think I'm going to stay here. What's that? Well, it's a piano. And a woman singing. Yes. Sounds like they started their evening's business at the Crystal Saloon. Well, who are you talking about? The spirits. That's Carmen Cedar singing now. Carmen Cedar? Hey, if it disturbs you, I'll send word to the sheriff to have him tone it down. He's serious, Lamont. He honestly believes that those are spirits that we're hearing. Ghosts of people who've been dead 40 or more years. Oh, she's got a sweet voice, ain't she? No wonder Elvarez is so loco about it. Mr. Evans, where is the Crystal Saloon? Just down the street. Come on, Margo. Where are you going? To the Crystal Saloon. This is our chance to learn something of Mr. Evans' ghost. Singing, playing of stuff. Come on, Margo. We may still be in time to see them. What? I guess they've gone. Yes. Peculiar behavior for ghosts. There's the piano over there. Let's have a look at it. This this place is just as it must have been long ago. Why, there's still glasses on the bar, and chairs are still set around tables. If it weren't for the heavy dust, you'd almost believe that that they were open for business tonight. That's odd. What? The same heavy dust that you speak of is covering the keys of the piano. And yet we heard it play. Was there another piano? No. Not here in this. What was that? Let's find out. Stop! Stop! He's riding up toward the hills. Did you see him as he went past? Not distinctly, no. He was dressed in the costume of old Mexico. The ghost of Alvarez. Or someone pretending to be the ghost of Alvarez. Come on, we better see what happened at the hotel. Look, Lamont, on the hotel steps, there's a man lying there. Yes, let's hurry. Lamont, he's writhing in pain. So shocked his face. Yes, this man was the victim. I'd rather you didn't look at him, Margot. He's been shot through the head. But he's still alive. Yes, we'd better go in and find Pop Evans to get some water and some bandages. Come on, Margot. He certainly isn't one of the ghosts. No, ghosts never bleed. Mr. Evans! Mr. Evans! Yes? Oh. oh, you're right here. Mr. Evans, there's been a man seriously wounded right outside your door. We must have some water and bandages quickly. <laughs> Do you hear me, ma'am? Yes, yes, I hear you. But don't get excited. Them just my friends, the spirits, having a little fun. Listen, Mr. Evans. If you'll just step outside and look, you'll see that this is not a spirit this time. <laughs> sure, sure, i come out and look. I've seen the same show a hundred times. But I'll look again. Sure, anything to please the customer. Now, where is this mortally wounded individual? All right. But he's gone. Come on. <laughs> well, 
Are you satisfied? No. No, I'm not a bit satisfied. I suppose you'll be wanting to check out after this little scare. Quite the contrary, Miss Evans. We're more determined than ever to spend the night here. And before morning, I personally guarantee you that we will have exploded for all time the legend of Bad Creek. Halloween artists are, and what the purpose of their exhibition is, I still can't figure out. Hmm. Our friend again. You suppose he's part of this thing, too? No. Just a voluntary helper. They have a woman working with them. The one we heard singing in the Crystal Saloon. Yes. I presume she's supposed to be the spirit of the lovely Carmen Sita. And the man on horseback was dressed as Alvarez. Yeah. Say, Carmen Sita, Alvarez. Margot, why didn't we think of this before? What? The events so far this evening have coincided with the verses of the song Elvarez and Carmen Sita. Remember it? Yes. Yes, in the first verse of the song, Carmen Sita is singing to the gold miners in the crystal saloon. That's right. And in the second verse, Elvarez rides through the town and shoots his rival on the steps of the hotel. <laughs> now we have something to work on. All we have to do is wait for them to begin to enact the next verse. Well, let me see, Lamont. What is that next verse? Mm. Alvarez and Carmen Sita. Uh, wait a minute. That's it, that's it. Later on that very evening, down the main street, he did ride. That's you it. remember? Well, that's it. And in the third verse, Alvarez rides back to the crystal saloon and shoots the girl. Yes, yes. And in the fourth verse, the, uh, fourth verse, the, uh, that's oh, funny, I can't remember a bit of it now. Well, is that where the sheriff's posse hangs him? No, 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 no. That's much later in the song, yeah. Yes, then I don't remember these. Oh. Well, at least we know what's going to happen next. You mean, happen now? Should we go to the Christmas saloon? No, no, it's too late for that. They can stop before we get there. I'd rather investigate this thing. You wait right here in this room, Margot. Here? Oh, Lamar. I'm I... sure that nothing will happen to you, so please stay. I must do this alone. Well, where are you going? To Pop Evans' room. He's going to receive a visit from the shadow. <laughs> Mr. Evans. Pop Evans. Eh? What? Wake up, Mr. Evans. Who's there? You have company, Mr. Evans. Wake up. No. Wait till I light this lamp. Find time for callers. There. There we are now. Say, where are you? Didn't someone speak to me? Yes, I spoke to you, Mr. Evans. But I don't see you. I'm standing right beside you, Mr. Evans. But you can't see me because I've clouded your brain with my hypnotic power. You... You mean you're invisible? Invisible. A ghost, huh? A real ghost has come at last, eh? <laughs> I, I told him. I told him that. 
I told them that someday a real ghost would come along and spoil their little game. Well, I'm mighty glad you come, Mr. Uh, uh. Men call me the Shadow. Uh, yes, yes, Mr. Shadow. I'm mighty glad you come. They're going to be sorry now, ain't they? You real ghost is going to give them a tussle, huh? Who are they, Mr. Evans? They? Why, they's the ones that's been scaring folks with their pretending to be Alvarez and Carmen Cedar. Murderers, that's what they've been. Plain murderers. But who are these people? What are their names? Their names? Yes, yes. Well, you should know that. One of them is... Mr. Evans! Oh. Mr. Evans! It shocked me. Who? Who was it? Must have been. Must have been. He's dead. That you, Lamont? Lamont. Why didn't you answer me? To... Oh! You little fool. It is useless to struggle, senorita. You are coming with me. We are leaving here. Come on. Stop biting me, you little spitfire. Now I shall take you for a little horseback ride, senorita. And make the most of it. It shall be the last ride you will ever take. Now, up we go. There you are. Shut up, you. Come on, Santo. Hey. Where are you taking me? Well, right now, senorita, we are in one of the tunnels at the Singlaze Gold Mine. And I don't think that you should hope anyone will find you here. This mine has been abandoned for almost 50 years. To this door, please. Step in the room. Hello, Alvarez. You brought that company. <laughs> yes. I brought up one of the guests from the Evans Hotel. Oh, Mr. Dane has been nosing around all night? He's the one. That's the guy she had with her. We'll return for him later. Where's Eddie? I'm right here. That man. That's the one who was shot in front of a hotel. <laughs> that's right, sister. But that wound in your head. That was a little trick we learned from some movie folks that was here once. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Not too good. I suppose this woman was the one who sang as Carmen Cedar. Yeah. How'd you know? I'd recognize that off-key voice any place. Say, another crack like that now. So I'm finally meeting the ghost of Bad Creek. I guess you could call us that, senorita. Well, why don't you take off your mask, Alvarez, so I can see you, too? I never take off the mask. Well, why did you bring me here? What do you want of me? We have decided, senorita, that you should become one of us. Just what part would I play in this ghost business? Well, we have always felt that our performance would be more effective if we only had a corpse. A real corpse. Hmm. You mean that I, I would be... Yes, senorita, you would be the corpse. No. no. And I think that you will give your first performance this very evening. We will exhibit you for your companion back in Bad Creek. Now, have you any preferences? Preferences? What do you mean? Well, would you rather have a bullet hole perhaps in your head? A real bullet hole this time, of course. Or would you prefer a knife? No, let me out of here. You can't do this to me. Since you won't make your own choice, senorita, I shall make one for you. 
A knife would be much more effective. No. No. Eddie, you will use your knife, please. You do those things so artistically. Okay. No, let me go. Let me go. Oh, no, no, it'll be all over in a second. No. Steady now. <laughs> drop that knife, Eddie. Huh? What? Let go of that girl and drop the knife. But who was that? I don't know. Since you won't drop the knife, I'll have to knock it out of your hand. Well, the knife was knocked out of my hand. I didn't see no one do it. What is this? What's going on? That voice is right here in this room. The voice is still here in the room. You needn't look around for me. I've used my hypnotic power so that you cannot see me. Who are you? I am called the Shadow. The Shadow? I've heard of him. Now, Mr. Alvarez, we shall remove your mask. No, no, take your hands off me. Yeah. Now we see what you look like. How do you like it? Why? Why, you're the guide who led Mr. Krantz and me to Bad Creek. Well, what of it? Why have you tried to frighten people away from Bad Creek? What secret have you here? You've been willing to resort to murder to protect. We like to be alone, that's all. It wouldn't be gold, would it? Answer me. Is it gold? Why don't you find out? On my way in here, I saw that there'd been some recent diggings in this mine. When I examined it, I saw that you struck a vein of pure gold. That's why you've tried to frighten people away. You're stealing this gold from a mine that does not belong to you. Yeah? What can you do about it? I can turn you over to the authorities. All of you. On charges of larceny and murder. Listen, Shadow, you've gone far enough, see? You ain't telling us what to do. Nobody is. We've been prepared for just such a happening as this. Well prepared. There's enough dynamite planted in this mine to blow the whole world fired in a skyrocket. No, no, don't use the dynamite. <laughs> Shut up, Eddie. Maybe we can't see you, Shadow, but when I pull the switch, you'll die just like the rest of us. Hey, he, he don't know what he's saying, Shadow. I don't, huh? Well, let's pull the switch and see. No, stop him. Don't touch that switch. Let me go. You hear me, Shadow? Let go. But, guys, you're knocking over the ladder. <laughs> well, you can't see me now either, Shadow. The fight is on even terms. Come on, where are you? Margo, come with me quickly. Can you hear me? We're going to try to get out of here. Well, where are you, Shadow? Are you afraid of me? <laughs> are you? Cut it out, will you? If you pull that switch, you'll kill all of us. Shut up. Why don't you try to stop me? Pulling the switch now, Shadow, huh? Wait a minute. Where's that girl? Must have made a break. I'm going to do the same. Uh, me too. Oh, no, you don't. No one is getting out of here alive. Lamont. I'm right here, Margot. Well, I made it just in time. Are you all right? Yes. But those people. Those people we left in the mine. They're buried in there. There's nothing we can do. Oh, how awful. Lamont, how did you know where to look for them? <laughs> Very simple, Margot. You remember how we followed the movements of the ghost by recalling the verses of the Alvarez and Carmentita song? Yes. Well, I finally remember the fourth verse. It tells of how Alvarez fled to the single ace mine on the hillside. I played the hunch that they were sticking to the song and came here. Lamont, from now on, man and boy, that's my favorite melody. Friends, you ought to hear next week's unusually thrilling shadow story. When Lamont and Margot venture into Voodoo Land, 
to solve the weird mystery of the tropics. I wonder if you can help us. We're looking for the Nesbitt Plantation. Nesbitt? Yes. Nesbitt Plantation? Yes, yes. Keep away. Keep away from there. Keep away. Come back here. Come back. Lamont, do you see his face? Do you suppose he was a, a zombie? The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Stay tuned for The Lone Ranger next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. The Lone Ranger is a fictional masked former Texas Ranger who fought outlaws in the American Old West with his Native American friend Tonto. The character has been called an enduring icon of American culture. And I remember as a kid listening to the radio and picturing that wonderful horse Silver as well as his companion Tonto and his horse Scout. Throw in the black mask and some silver bullets, and you've got the recipe for another adventure of The Lone Ranger. Here's the episode that first aired in 1941. A cloud of dust and a hearty, Pio Silver, the Lone Ranger. territory was open to settlers in the western United States. The army was called on to preserve law and order among the thousands of emigrants that crowded the starting line. But away from the line and days before the starting gun, outlaws laid their plans to cheat the honest men and women who obeyed the laws. Only the daring and resourcefulness of the masked rider of the plains prevented their success. Only his strength and courage preserved the West 
as a land of equal opportunity. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoof beach of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. The Lone Silver! We're heading for the Comanche territory! Tell us waiting for us! solitary rider galloped his horse down the straggling main street of Two Gun, slapping his mount with a leather quirt and firing his six-gun into the air. yip yip Hey, up you, all right! The horses tied in front of the Pinto Cafe reared and snorted as the rider yanked his mount to a stop. He hit the ground and slammed across the porch and through the swinging door. Hey, you wildcats, close up your mouth and look at here. I got news! yip Hang your mirror. I tell you, I got news. The government's going to open the Comanche territory. Yeah, I tell you, it's true as I'm standing here. The government bought the land from the Comanche Indians, paid cash for it. Going to be open to settlers. When's it going to be, cousin? Say, that's mighty rich country. Prime land. Give me a chance, you fellas. Sure, it's good land. Good for grazing cattle, good for farmland. And as some say, there's plenty of gold there, too. Don't know just when folks will be able to go in and stake out land for the sales, but it's... You don't know. Chuck's cousin sounds like you're shooting off your mouth. I tell you, it's gospel. Yeah, well, there's been talk before about opening the Comanche territory to settlers. Yeah. This sounds like more of the same. What proof you got? Plenty of proof, Father. The government man's right here in town. Cousin, you're shooting? Sure is shooting. I hightailed into two guns just to jump in the spraddle ahead of him. He's outside the general store right now, giving out the details. Well, Chip and Mavericks, why didn't you say so? Well, you didn't give me the chance. Lazarus, Lefty, yeah. close up the cafe. Ain't no time for trade. Come on, Chance, let's get going. I want to hear what this government man's got to say. Come on, come on. That's him, the government agent. The government is opening the Comanche territory to settlers. You know the system for working a matter of this sort. Me and Molly are going to get us a claim. Should have missed. All those going into the territory will start is five miles west of Two Gun. An army company will patrol the territory to see that no one enters ahead of time. Anyone trying to sneak in and stake out land before the regular time will be arrested. At dawn, on the designated day, a gun will be fired. That will be the signal to cross the line and stake out claims. Stay on your claims. Until the government officials come along and register it in your name. That's all. Hey, mister. Yes? Yeah, just one thing. You left out the most important point. When's the day? Yeah, when can folks head into the territory? The gun will be fired at dawn on the 23rd. 23rd? Well, that's Saturday. I got to get the news tomorrow. Hey, Carson. Hey, let go of me, Barbara. I'm in an all quiet hurry. horses a second, will you? Well? Uh, you know plenty about that Comanche territory, don't you? You've been all through it. Supposing I have, what about it? You got your squad all picked out, ain't you? Maybe so, Barbara. Not that it's your affair. Oh, just inquired. Mm. <laughs> well, no harm in talking. <laughs> I reckon ain't nobody can beat me to the land I want anyways. Barbara, once that gun goes off, I'll head straight for the head of the valley where the river starts. It's... Yeah? Mm. Never mind, never mind. I'm always doing too much talking. The head of the valley, eh? Well... Seeing as you've got the fastest horse in these here parts, I don't reckon anybody can beat you there. You're right about that. My horse, Blizzard, is the fastest four-legged critter this side of the Pecos. I... Well, anyways, the less said, the better. Adios, Bob. Adios, Carson. Adios. Hmm. 
They hit the mammy. Howdy, boss. Can they open the cafe now for business? Yeah, Lefty, open it. In no way. Huh? Got something on your mind? Yeah. Water. Uh, don't savvy. Carson done some talking, Lefty. He got it all figured to get some mighty good land in that territory. Ain't nobody gonna stop him, boss. He's got the fastest horse there is. I'm gonna stop him, Lefty. Huh? Yeah. I'm gonna stop him. I want that land, Savvy. It'll give me control of the water, control of the whole territory. We're gonna get that land, Lefty. Fast horse or no fast horse? Uh, Kino. Uh, maybe Carson ought to meet with the accident, huh? Yeah. A serious accident, Lefty. Maybe he might step in the way of a bullet. Yeah, better get moving right now. Yeah, Barber. He won't bother you none. I know a shortcut. <laughs> Poor Carson, always shooting off his mouth. Well, when Lefty meets him on the trail and pulls trigger, Carson won't do no more talking. <laughs> He'll be food for the bird. <laughs> hey, you. Uh-huh. You, Agent. What you hanging around for? Oh, me, do nothing. You've been listening to me and Lefty? Huh? Never mind. Is that your horse? Huh? Then Vamoose, engine. Straight left paint and make tracks. Get out front of us, Eddie. Uh, me go. Me go. Yeah, don't come back, engine. Keep right on traveling. Get him up, scout. Him plenty bad hombre. We go tell the old ranger. Get him up, scout. <laughs> Yeah, Blizzard, old horse, we're going to get the best slice of land you ever seen. A molly, Blizzard, the water and pasture land. Carlson, huh? Carlson, look out! Well, we do. Sounds like that fella's hailing me. Got an engine with him. Say, Blizzard, it's sure some horse he's riding. That white horse might even give you a run for your money. Slow up, boy, we'll see what they want. Carlson, Carlson, don't slow down. Go faster, faster. What in thunder? Mister, you're mad. Carlson, get moving. That cliff beside the trail makes a perfect spot for an ambush. On your way. Now, hold on, mister. There's no time for talk. Grab his reins, Tonto. You go fast. What in thunder do you think you're doing? Carlson, get away from the cliff. You're talking about an ambush. Mister, that don't make sense. Ah, him shoot. Hey, there's some army on the cliff shooting at it. I'll keep him busy. Keep running. No sneaking pole can't get shoot at me without a fight. Let go of them range engines. I'm heading back. No, you loco. You can't get back, Carson. There's no way to climb that cliff. Get out of range. Yeah, and you're right, mass man. We're out of range now, Carson. Mister, I'm sure obliged. I'd have been done for if you hadn't warned me. What's it all about? Keep riding, Carson. We'll explain when we get to your home. Keep riding. Come on, listen. Get him up, Scout. That's it, Silver. We'll talk later. <laughs> You was ambushed on account of the government's opening up the Comanche territory. Well, come right in there getting shot. And if it hadn't been for this masked man and the engine warning, you I not... wouldn't be here now. I'd be lying in a trail with a mouthful of dust and not knowing the difference. Well, why didn't you go after the varmint? There's three of you. I can explain that, Mrs. Carson. There was no way to get up that cliff without taking the long way around. The man up there would have been gone long before we got there. Not true. Yeah, but who was it? I didn't get a close look, Molly. I don't know. I don't savvy why anyone should want. Hank Carson. Yes? You always was the one for talking. Did you let anything slip in town about the spot we got picked out to claim in the territory? Why, you... Uh, Did you? I reckon so, Molly. Oh, you know me. Can't keep my mouth shut. I might have guessed. Well, it's plain as the nose on your face, Hank Carson. The man you talked to is the one that tried to ambush you. No, it couldn't be Barbara. Barbara, huh? Now, Molly, Barbara runs a cafe. He's a real nice Real candy. nice. Barbara's a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake that don't even give warning before he strikes. 
I tell you, Hank, if Barbara knows where you're going to stake a claim, we're going to have plenty more trouble before we stake out that land. Plenty. No, we ain't. First off, I ain't convinced it was Barbara. We didn't see the gent up on the cliff. I can't go to town and accuse Barbara for that, kid. Well, I reckon not. But Besides, you're... I got Blizzard, ain't I? He's the fastest horse west of the Pecos, ain't he? There ain't nothing going to stop us getting that land. Nothing. Ain't it so, Mass Man? Mass Man, you tell Hank he's plumb loco, putting all his trust in... in uh, well, Hank, he ain't here. Huh? The Mass Man and Engine. Well, I'll be dogged. They must have slipped out when we were talking. Shucks, and I didn't even have time to thank them proper. Well, anyways, I don't reckon I need the help no more. There ain't nothing else going to happen. I'm certain of it. I wish I could say the same, Hank. Huh? I just got a feeling. A feeling that them skunks that tried to get you ain't giving up whoever they are. I got a feeling that maybe they're planning more mischief right this minute. Hank, I don't like it one bit. So you missed, huh? You was all sitting the cliff beside the trail and cussing combined, you missed. Barbara, I tell you that. You could have at least put a bullet into that horse of his. I tell you, I didn't have the chance. The masked man of the engine warned him too soon. What masked man? I don't know. He sure enough warned Carson. I started pouring lead, but they was out of range in no time. I was plenty busy ducking bullets, too. You don't savvy. How could a mass young brain know what her plans were? He sent bullets so close to me I could hear him buzz. Wait a minute. Did you say he had an engine with him? Yeah. Riding a paint horse? You know him? The very same. I should have figured that engine was grabbing himself near fool. Huh? You must have heard every word you and me smoked, Lefty. You mean when you told me to take the shortcut and drive those cars? Yeah. Purge with a mass young brain, huh? Mass Jim rode a white horse, Barber. Where would a mass outlaw want to butt in on a drag horse for Mass man on an engine. You don't savvy. Mass Tombery called his horse Silver. Engine riding the paint and... Lefty, say that again. Huh? What you said, the name of that horse. Did you say Silver? Yeah, heard him call his horse that. Uh, Silver. Say, what's eating you, Barber? Lefty, that pair was a lone ranger. A lone? Where do you think you're going? The lone ranger? Let go of me, Barber. I'm making tracks. I don't care to stack up against that, Aubrey. You ain't going nowhere, Lefty. Except to tell the boys I want them. You're going through with it? Yeah, Lone Ranger or no Lone Ranger. Get the boys and serve this. Yeah? Instead of meeting me here in the back room of the cafe, tell them to meet me out near Boot Hill outside of town. Huh? In the dark? Yeah. I want to make certain that mask on Bray don't hear what I'm planning. Now get. There are bad men, Kim Wasabi. Yes, tell her. At the top of the hill. Quiet, Silver. You'll stay here with Scout, old boy. We stay close to ground, huh? Creep forward, Hunter. And crawl toward them softly. Mm, Plenty dark. Barbara's his whole gang up there. With us all those figures against the sky. Uh, Comanche territory will be open at dawn tomorrow. We've got to learn how Barbara plans to get the jump on Carson. Uh, We're getting closer now. Them talk plenty quiet. We'll have to get closer. Right beside me. Uh. If Barbara's as smart as he's crooked, he'll have guards posted all around. Me not see guard. Keep watching as we move forward. Can you hear what they're talking about yet? Me not hear him. Too far. Then wait. Careful, Tyler. That looks like... What blazes him? Guard. Quick, before he spreads a warning. Barber! It's your mask, man! It's out! You knock him down. Too late, Kimasabi. He rouse the others. Quick, Tyler, back to the horses. Horses trying to grab them too. Besides, we need our horses for riding. Plenty of riding. 
Sure, a good thing the Lone Ranger didn't get close enough to hear us scream. Now he'll never stab us. The edge of the Comanche territory, a crowd milled through the night, waiting for dawn and the gun that would send them pouring across the line to claim new land. Horses, wagons, every type of conveyance added to the confusion. It was impossible for the Lone Ranger and Tonto to locate any of Barber's men and... Look at the campfires, Tonto. There must be more than a thousand people here, all waiting to get new land. Ah. We could look all night and find no trace of Barber in this crowd. Him got scheme. We only have about six hours before the starting gun is fired, Tonto. That means we've got to learn what Barber's plan is before then. How we find out? And just keep your eyes open, Kimasabe. Just keep watching. And 20 miles away, the other end of the long starting line. No sign of the mask yet, Papa. Keep back from campfires earlier. My jaw still feels like a mule kicked it, Papa. Shut up and keep close. You come far enough, Papa. Yeah, I reckon so. Pull up. goes. We ain't changing plans. Why should we? Well, the mask chant. Maybe he heard. If he heard, we'd be corralled by this time. Now, you're going to Carson's place, silly. Yeah. I wear a bandana so he don't know who I am. You're right. Tie him up, understand? Tie him up good and tight. And the same for his wife. And then, skedaddle. Yeah. And as for that horse of his, let it out of the corral. Let it run. No need for that. I'll tie him up so tight they won't get loose for a week. Uh, you just ain't taking no risk. You leave him as soon as you tie him up, ain't you? Supposing Carson gets loose. Supposing he gets his horse to rise me up before the starting gun. That still gives us four hours head start, Barber. That ought to be ample for us to reach that land. Nobody asked you, Willie. But nothing. Head start or no head start, I'm making sure, Savvy. All right, Lefty. Slip that kerchief up on your face and get moving. On my way. Get up, horse. Hey, you just follow me. We're crossing the line. Oh, hey, Sid, we're crossing the line. Sure, Barber, sure. But we all hear the government, man. We step across that line ahead of dawn, and there's a whole regiment of cavalry waiting to slap us in the cavalry. Yes. Hey, command, your territory is plenty big, Wally. You got a mighty slim chance of catching us. Well, long as it's dark, maybe. But come, son. Come, son, that will be four hours traveling from the line, way past the soldiers. It's a gamble. It's a sure thing. Besides, with four hours start, we'll get to that land ahead of anybody. We'll do it easy. <laughs> then, when the government man comes around, why, we tell him, sure, we left our dawn. Started right with the crack of the gun. He won't know the difference. <laughs> Come on, Jens, follow me. Easy. Take it easy. We're jumping the gun and slipping right past the soldiers. It's going to be a cinch as long as Lefty takes care of Carson. A plumb line cinch. Molly, let me have another cup of coffee. Thanks. Don't you reckon you ought to rest? No, too doggone excited. Besides, it's only about three hours to dawn. Take me half an hour to ride from here to the starting line. Ain't no use trying to sleep for about three hours, is there? Oh, Molly, I tell you, it's the prettiest land you ever did see. Rolling, rich, plenty of water. Hey. What's that? Well, it sounds like Blizzard, my horse. He's in the corral. At least the ways he ought to be. Hank, Hank, was that? Blizzard, he's got loose. He's heading for the open range. That horse is half wild. I got to catch him. He's the only fast horse I got. I got to. You ain't going nowhere, Carson. What in thunder you do? Hank, Hank, Hank. Get that rope and tie him up. The 
You'll both be hog-tied and rope-tied in the yearling colt. And there ain't nobody going to get you loose. This way to Carson Ranch, Kimasabi. The faster, Tyler. The sooner we get there, the better. Look, horse come this way. Oh, Silver Steady Boy. There's something wrong, Tyler. It doesn't sound like a horse with a rider. Huh? Listen, it sounds almost like a runaway. Him come by us. Tyler. Tyler, that's Carson's horse. That's right. Running wild. Oh, sadly, he's loose. Uh, where you go? Head for Carson's ranch, Kimasabi. Get there fast. Come on, Silver. Where you go? Silver, now capture Carson's horse. Get to the ranch. As soon as we rope the horse, we'll get back. Hello, Silver, hello! It took the Lone Ranger only a few moments to rope the runaway. Then, leading the horse, he headed for the Carson ranch. Tonto had already untied Carson and his wife. And when the Lone Ranger heard what had happened, he... There's your horse, Carson. We're riding for the starting line. Hank, do you feel all right? Oh, sure, honey. Just got a bump on the head. Hey, Blizzard. And he got him on halter. Him not run away. That yellow sneaking coyote of a barber. The barber like went it. through the lines ahead of time. Once we tell the commanding officer that, you may have a chance, Carson. Then what are we waiting for? Now, let's go. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. We'll find the commanding officer at the starting line. Let me do the talking. <laughs> this man barber sneak through the line ahead of time he's got a four-hour head start colonel he'll be captured the regiment's on patrol duty to make sure no one goes into the comanche territory before dawn but suppose he isn't captured suppose he got away hey well in that case i'm sorry sorry but colonel I... dawn when the starting gun is fired i can furnish you with men to ride after barber that's the only way it's necessary to have proof proof but colonel Barbara will have a four-hour lead. Let us go ahead now to head him off. Impossible. Just because one man beats the gun, and mind you, I can't be certain of that just on your say-so, because one man beats it, I can't permit others to do so, can I? Besides, there's plenty more land. Not like the section I got my mind on. Sorry, I can't help you anymore. You'll have to wait for the starting gun at dawn. That's final. Much good it'll do. Bob is already four hours in the Comanche lane. Carson, on your horse. There's a warning bugle. Gun go off quick. Mister, we gotta catch Bob, we got to. I'm praying Grizzard is the horse I think he is. How far is it to your section? Uh, maybe 50 miles, but it's bad country for traveling. Takes plenty of time. Thank even Blizzard can't make it. I ain't giving up, Molly. That's the spirit, Carson. We'll ride with you. You soldiers stay with us. Get ready to start. The gun will go off in ten seconds. Oh, look. Plenty people, huh? Yes, Kimasabi. All lined up, ready to move. All ready. Come on, here we go. Come on, Blizzard! Come on, Silver! The long line surged forward. Shouting, yelling men urged their horses on. Wagons crashed and jammed in the fight to get land, to take over the Comanche territory. Thundering hoofs and rolling wagon wheels, clouds of dust. And speaking out in front of all the rest, with Tonto and Carson and the two soldiers behind him, the Lone Ranger and the great horse Silver. Hello, Silver! Hello! <laughs> 
deep in Comanche territory. Carson! Carson, can't your horse go any faster? Mister, our picket wizard could beat anything on four legs. But there ain't no horse can keep up with Silver. Soldiers, drop behind. I don't know what to do. There ain't a chance of beating Bob unless we make better time. Not a chance. Cabo, uh-huh. can Scout keep up with Silver? Maybe for a while, Kimasabi. Good. Carson, listen. Tell and I'll ride ahead. What? You told me where that land is. You bring the soldiers as fast as you can. We'll try to reach that land before Barber. I don't savvy, mister. You'll never make it. We can try. Adios. When you hit the river, head upstream. The ravine narrows out into a flat tableland. That's the spot. Stay with me, Tuttle. All right, sir. Get up, Scout. Come on, you soldiers. Adios, fast man. Adios, Barber's on the way. We've got to get there first. Faster, Silver, old boy. Faster! Hey, Barber. Ain't there no other way to get there? My horse is mud clear up to the withers. You've never seen such tough country for traveling. Going your own way. Hey, get up there. We've been traveling since before dawn and getting no place. He covered plenty of miles. This here marsh is worse than the quicksand was. Get moving, horse. What are you beefing about? We got a good lead, ain't we? Carson must be miles behind. Yeah, but maybe the mask on me. Road Ranger. He's been helping Carson. Maybe he can't help Carson out anymore, Wally. As soon as we get to the river, we head upstream and what in places? Barber, look, look yonder. That white horse. The masked men. The masked men, the engine. They're riding like a stampede. They're heading for the river. We gotta beat them. Use your whips. Make these cayuses travel. Like. They get them. I won't get there first. We'll beat them if we have to shoot them down to do it. Loosen your six guns. Way they're heading, you get right close to them near the finish. Drive your horses. Right till they drop. We gotta beat them all right. <laughs> They're asking for us. We'll hold them off until Carson and the soldiers get here. They fire against two. Reach for your guns, Tanner. We'll hold them off no matter what the odds. If they want shooting, they'll get it. Oh, go on that branch, man. He moves like lightning. Oh, he shot the gun right out of my hand. Pick it up. Pick it up and fight. Not me. I had a plenty. All What's the others? That was good shooting. I never seen such shooting in my life. You stand still. He's cursing. He's got soldiers with him. Mister, you've done it. You came my land from these stinking skunks. I don't tell you how you done it. brought us here in time, Carson. The land's yours. You'll take care of these prisoners. Sure, will. The soldiers got them under guard right now. And we'll go. Come on, Tato. Ah. Sure, soon if it hadn't been for that hombre, would have grabbed off your land. You land grabbers will get tail for this, Papa. And say, when Molly hears how the masked man help us to... What's eating you now? You got us, ain't you? Yeah, but the masked man, he's riding off. I didn't even get the chance to figure who he might be. And that horse he's got, faster than Blizzard ever was. You mean to say you don't know who that is? 
Curse and I figure I'm plenty loco for trying to tangle with that hombre. I should have known better. Like Carson, that there's a lone ranger. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Red Skelton, followed by Sherlock Holmes. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.